Good morning. I'm Washington Post national reporter Elise Vibeck filling in for James Homan. James is on vacation this week, but I'll be here instead keeping you updated on the day's top news stories. Here's what you need to know for Friday, September 1st. Hurricane Harvey carried bad weather to several new states on Thursday, with officials in Arkansas and Tennessee predicting at least four more inches of rainfall. Meanwhile, fallout from the one-in-a-thousand-year storm continues to get worse for victims in Texas. While the rain is all but over in that state and in Louisiana, authorities say the affected area, which is roughly the size of New Jersey, will remain in catastrophic condition for weeks. Hundreds of square miles are still underwater, and thousands of people remain displaced, while flood-related safety threats are on the rise. At a storm-battered chemical plant northeast of Houston, a series of chemical reactions and fires sent several sheriff's deputies to the hospital and spread smoke and alarm across the area. Operators at the plant, which is under about six feet of water, warned that further explosions are possible as the storm damage unfolds. Overnight, police continued to carry out water rescues and to retrieve the dead. As of Thursday, 39 people had been reported dead from the storm, with the number expected to increase in the coming weeks. In Washington, the leader of an influential group of House conservatives warned GOP leaders Thursday not to attach aid for victims of Hurricane Harvey to an increase in the federal debt limit, a stance that could constrain Speaker Paul Ryan as he tries to win support over the coming weeks for several controversial must-pass measures. Congressional leaders have not yet announced specific plans to address the Harvey crisis, though discussions on an aid package are underway and Texas lawmakers are pressing for swift action. At the White House, President Trump fielded criticism for claiming he witnessed Harvey's destruction firsthand when he visited Corpus Christi earlier this week. In reality, Trump remained far from flooded areas and he met with public officials, not victims. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the White House spokeswoman, said he met with a number of state and local officials who are eating, sleeping, and breathing the Harvey disaster. He talked extensively with the governor, who certainly is right in the midst of every bit of this, as well as mayors from several of the local towns that were hit hardest. In other White House news, the Trump administration ordered Russian diplomatic facilities closed in San Francisco, New York, and Washington, D.C., in response to Russia's expulsion of American diplomats. The Kremlin had said it was retaliating for new U.S. sanctions and the seizure of two Russian compounds in the United States. And finally, human rights groups asked a federal judge on Thursday to block President Trump's proposed ban on transgender people serving in the military, producing statements from top Obama administration officials that the ban would harm readiness, staffing, recruitment, and morale. The move to stop the Trump administration edict came two days after Defense Secretary Jim Mattis temporarily froze the ban as the Pentagon reviews its options. Advocates for transgender troops said Mattis still plans to carry out the policy by March 23rd and that service members face the imminent prospect of being denied reenlistment and promotions. We'll be following all the news here and overseas at WashingtonPost.com. I'm Elise Feebeck, and I'll be back on Monday with more news to keep you in the know. And one more thing before I go. The Capital Weather Gang, your inside scoop on weather in the D.C. area and beyond, is now available as a flash briefing on your Amazon Echo. Add it to your flash briefings in the app or tell your Echo device to install Capital Weather Gang to get the latest D.C. forecasts every weekday. Thanks for listening.